Clone Troopers unite as war rages across the galaxy. The Republic's clone army strives for victory against the evil forces of the Separatists. Bravery, valor, unity, the lifeblood of victory on the battlefield and in space. It all begins on the planet Kamino, where Jedi General Shock T oversees the training of clones with the help of contracted bounty hunters. Bred to be perfect soldiers, these cadets must first be subjected to intense physical and mental training before heading off to war. Bucketheads, Mayvar Tigar, welcome to the 103rd Clone Cadet Crunching episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. The best way to reach out to us is, of course, over social media. I try to be on there as much as I can. I'm not great at Twitter, but I do my best. <laughs> Instagram is more of a wheelhouse, but here, both handles on the same on both platforms, at Mando underscore Vision. Twitter and Instagram. Please make sure you, uh, please also, you can, uh, so you know, you can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible, so inclined, remember, sweet, 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 fives are reviews. The best and easiest way to help support the show and uh, help us defeat the tyranny of the algorithm. They, they really do help small independent podcasts like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, and we thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. Well, we're back. It's a whole new week. It's Monday. It's November, for goodness sakes. And we're going to do our best to uh, get through as much of Season 3 of Star Wars The Clone Wars as we can before we shift our focus to the man in the mask. The original, well, not the original, but the original Mando in the mask, Boba Fett and his book, which will be on Disney Plus at the end of the year. And I know, again, we've talked about it before. We're all flipping out about it. We're all really, really excited. I, I suspect we are just days away from the first trailer for the show to come out. And uh, you know we'll be doing a Bantha Tracks episode to talk about that. Oh, But yeah, but in the meantime, we're diving in. It's season three of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And, you know, I didn't. I try not to look too far ahead when I'm, when I'm prepping episodes for, uh, for, for the Clone Wars rewatch shows. And and I was I was struck by the first handful. Uh, again, I try not to look too far ahead, but I do look at like the next couple just to kind of see if there's going to be a lot of a uh, synchronicity with the episodes or not, or if there's like one and two parters things like that, just to kind of kind of kind of make sure the schedule is going to fit just right. Uh, this this we we start season three of Star Wars: The Clone Wars with a lot of emphasis 
on the clones themselves, which are some of my favorite episodes from the early in the season. And uh, and by that by that stretch, this week's episode, the, the the premiere for season three of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, is an episode. Again, now we have referred to this before. We've talked about this before. How episodes of this show, it's not in chronological order. You know, episodes of the show bounce all over the timeline of the Clone Wars period, and that's what we're getting in this episode. We are catching back up with Domino Squadron for the very first time. You might remember Domino Squad. They are they they made their debut in the season one episode Rookies, one of my favorite episodes from that first season. Uh, also, our, our first time meeting Echo in that episode. But now we go back to them as cadets and what they had to do to become a, a, a clone unit, that they, to graduate from their clone academy that they have on Camino there. And it's a really fun, interesting story. I like a lot of the elements they bring to it. And we're going we're to talk about some of the... Some of the um, I don't know about if inspiration is the right word, but we're going to talk about some potential influences this episode might have had from outside sources. Uh, old expanded universe stuff, uh, and and you know maybe it fits, maybe it doesn't. You let me know what you think, and that's all that really really matters. So yeah, that is it. Season three, episode one. Woo! I can't believe we're here. I'm really really excited, and the the episode is pretty spot on. Clone Cadets. That's the title of our episode. It's air day, original air date was September seventeenth, two thousand and ten. My goodness, we are so far removed from these episodes initially. But yeah, we're going to give you all the plot details. We're going to break down the particulars. Uh, you know what? Let's just get it out of the way now. Let's go ahead and give you the, the this episode directed by the one, the only Dave Filoni, written by Cameron Litvich. And and again, you know, we, we talked about it already. The plot for this one is pretty straightforward. It's all about Domino Squad coming together, learning how to be a team, and, and basically to, to graduate from, from clone school. Yeah, let me hear. I got a, I got a uh, more detailed plot description for you unless they want to flunk out the clones of domino squad must learn to work together during their training on camino and our, our let's go ahead and do the cast for this episode as well because uh, as you know deep Bradley baker does do a lot of the heavy lifting as as usual on on these clone centric episodes um but there's other people to be to be mentioned here as well d bradley baker is obviously the clone troopers larry brandenburg is brick and the medical droid nolan north is ls and the computer tazla Valenza is Shaq T, Bob Bergen is Lamasu, and Tom Kane returns once again as our narrator. And I don't know what it is. I really enjoy seeing Lamasu in episodes. I the the Kaminoans are such an interesting species to me. Uh, I, I wish we knew a little bit more about them, how they kind of came to be the the preeminent cloners of the galaxy. Uh, if if those stories exist, I have not come across them just yet. But I am starting to catch up on on a lot of old, well, older new canon Star Wars book, so maybe maybe we'll get a, t- a chance to touch base in one of those avenues and kind of see what's going on there. All right, but let's get into the episode proper. You know what that means. It is that time. Now that we got all the all the all the plot details, we've given our our we've acknowledged the creative teams behind the episodes. Uh you know, the 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 actors, the voice working actors and the writer directors. And the you know, let's just do it. You ready? You know what it means. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. This particular unit seems to have some trouble. What do you recommend? Well, I'm no Jedi, so forgive my bluntness. But I say they fail. Send them down to maintenance duty with 99 and the other rejects. We can't fail them yet. Remember, this is only a practice test. And besides, the Citadel course was constructed to be a difficult challenge. 
Although I don't agree with his sentiment, Brick isn't wrong. These cadets are far from ready. All right, so we didn't mention, we forgot to, to, to include the Jedi fortune cookie that comes with the episode. Brothers in arms are brothers for life. And again, we're, we're sort of reconnecting with Echo in this one, who we, we brought briefly in, in the Rookies episode back in episode one, or I'm sorry, in season one. And this episode is definitely fun to watch and, and listening to the language used, the choice of words that, that we hear in this one, especially in light of after watching season one of The Bad Batch. Again, we get a, we get a, a, a reject clone named 99. We hear Bad Batch referred, referenced several times. Not the Bad Batch as we know them, but a defective clone. A, you know, a, from a Bad Batch of clones. Lamasu talks to Shakti about that in this episode. That's how sometimes the cloning process is not perfect and, and uh, mistakes are made, accidents happen, and, and you know, not every time the clone comes out, perfect. And uh, it's, a, it's an interesting episode. There's a lot of, again, a lot of pieces to pull, to get, pull apart here. This is also our first series appearance of Shakti, the, the, the Togruta Jedi. Our, remember, and, you know, everyone wants to give Ahsoka all the love, and rightly so. We all love Ahsoka. But our first glimpse at a Togruta was Shakti in Episode 2 in Attack of the Clones at the Battle of Geonosis. Well, she might have been in the temple first, but definitely we saw her in action at the Battle of Geonosis. Uh, so we're, we're connecting with her for the first time in, in animated form. In, <laughs> I was going to say something a little bit differently, but I, I stumbled a little bit. I was going to say an animated series form. But uh, yeah, so catching up with Shakti, which is, a, a, again, a nice little little situation here. We also meet two bounty hunters who are responsible for training the help, to helping to train the clone troopers on Camino on Topaka City. Uh, we meet Brick, a Cenotine from Moliva. He's the he's the one with the big kind of bulbousy head. Looks kind of like his brains on the outside almost. And we meet LS and uh, our Kona from Kona, and and he has like the cool like galaxy eyes, you know, with like the, the eyes of the stars in him. It's a really cool look. I like the I like the look of these bounty hunters. One of the reasons why I wanted to kind of talk about them a little bit is not only because like they so, they are sort of centric to the plot. Uh, Brick is sort of like the gruff, you know, Master Chief kind of character, and LS is sort of the um, the more compassionate, the more sympathetic to, to getting these clones ready to p probably go out and die in, in, in the upcoming battles. Brick doesn't seem to have that sympathy for them. And his sort of tough love manner with the clones uh, is, is interesting. Uh, I don't know. There is one scene in particular, and uh, we'll just talk about it right now, where he meets with a clone privately and like, assaults him. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could call it tough love. I think nowadays they just call it abuse. And uh, it's not a, it's not a, I don't think it holds up well. I think that might be one of the, one of the missteps in this episode is, is sort of the, that, that brick with a physical altercation on another clone, a subordinate, if you will. And uh, it, it's, again, not a good look. Uh, but I think in his mind, he did the right thing because he got these clones to kind of get their, their stuff together. Maybe, potentially, possibly. I, you know, there's a, there, we, that can be examined more fully. Um, I don't know. Again, there's, there's, that's probably my hiccup with this episode is it seems that like, you know, Shakti at the end of the episode congratulates Brick for, for, you know, inspiring them to, to be unorthodox and to overcome, improvise, adapt to achieve their, their, their goals. But did he, did he really have to punch that clone in the stomach? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, and I think, I think Domino Squad coming together has a lot more to do with 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 99 the clone reject who's now the janitor 
uh, uh, talking to the clone that will become be, become known as Heavy. Uh, I think their success has more to do with that than what Brick does. So it, it's it's sort of this this interesting uh, parallel as the the uppity the uh, I was gonna say the uppity ups, but uh, the the higher ups, you know, the the ones higher in the in the chain of command, the the Jedi general and the the two bounty hunters that have been brought on board to train get all the credit. Brick in particular gets all the credit is, is taking all the credit for Domino Squadron's success at the end and in 99 the, the janitor the reject the Bad Batch clone um, just is kind of like the un, ends up being sort of the unsung hero the one who really inspired Heavy and the rest of the team to kind of come together so yeah that's not that, that's not cool right just 99 just he, he did this thing and then no one knows other than Heavy and, and I guess Heavy because I don't think he tells the rest of Domino Squad about it so I don't know. It's it's again. This is a very interesting episode. I want to talk a little bit about Brick and LS because the idea of the Republic having brought in uh, uh, soldiers, bounty hunters, to train the the clone troopers, the clone army, uh, is is not a new idea. It was not first introduced in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. This actually goes back to series of, of a series of books that we have referenced a million times in this podcast. Uh, so influential to to the Clone Wars, to the Clone Troopers, and and um, I think I think we will see more uh, bits and pieces of, of that old expanded universe from that this from this book series make its way into the Mandalorian and possibly into Boba Fett. We'll see. I am of course referring to the Clone Wars books written by Karen Travis, uh, in which in which Cal Scarada, recruited by Jango Fett himself to help train the Clone Troopers. And 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 uh, not only does he train them to be good soldiers and effective soldiers, he instills in them uh, the way of the Mandalore. You know, he he instills in them Mandalorian culture, teaches them the Mandalorian culture, so that it's a bigger part of the clone troopers than what we get to see in this series. And it, it was one of the really just charming and endearing aspects of those novels uh, to see that these clone troopers were becoming like the perfect Mandalorians at the same time as they were becoming the Grand Army of the Republic. You know, that all gets thrown out when when Disney bought the property and threw out... Or actually, before even Disney bought the property, the Clone Wars came along and was like, yeah, these don't really count anymore. We're, we're kind of like ignoring a lot of the stuff going on in these, these Karen Travis Clone Wars novels. Um, and that's a bit unfortunate, but as we're seeing with the Mandalorian and, and other aspects of Star Wars, uh, new Star Wars, I should say, uh, they are finding elements of the old expanded universe to bring in and to to kind of fit into what they're doing now. So, you know, I, well, I don't think we're going to get, get a, the Cal Scarada character to return. Um, it's just a possible. It's something we could we could possibly see more because you would think there's more than just Brick and LS doing the training. You know, so maybe maybe there there's another uh, avenue to explore this more fully. I'm very curious. I'm very excited to see what they do if they do anything else with this. But I did want to make mention of those Karen Travis books because if you haven't found them, if you haven't read them, they are exquisite. Mwah! Chef's kiss. And uh, yes, yes, go check those out. Uh, let's get into uh, you know we're kind of jumping all over the episode. I, I usually we are very much more we're very systematic with our approach to reviewing the episodes. Not so much on this one, <laughs> and that's my fault because there's kind of a lot to get to. Uh, the episode opens on the proving grounds, similar to the ones we saw in in the Bad Batch season one finale not that long ago. In case you haven't been rewatching the Clone Wars with us, uh, we're watching Domino Squad fall apart, struggle. They argue, they bicker. They're not getting the job done. 
you know, the, the, the clone that will become known as Heavy wants to do it all himself. He wants to take his, you know, don't tell him what to do. He's got a plan. He's going to do this. He's going to spring into action. Uh, it's, it's a disaster. It, it's just, it's really, really bad. It does not go well. This is when we see Shaq T, Brick, and LS observing them, commenting on them, and their, their lack of discipline, their lack of organization, their lack of teamwork. We also, after this, we, get, we meet 99, the janitor who comes in to clean up all the battle droids. And he's given a hard time by the other, by the other clones, by Domino Squad and uh, Bravo Squad as well. Like, they all bust the chops on, on 99 for being a defect. And uh, it's not nice. It's not nice. If these cadets can't get past their short-sighted selfishness, they will never come together. Unity wins war, gentlemen. Computer. And exercise for Domino Squad. I want to go ahead and play a section uh, from the episode where Shakti and Lamasu are meeting up. And they're talking about kind of the overall status of the clones. And this is one of, one of the first times that we hear Lamasu admitting that since Django, Django Fett's passing, um, they're really stretching that, that Django DNA that they have on file to get the most out of it. But with you know, there's not a fresh source. And this is something that we're hearing more and more of or had been hearing more and more of, uh, you know, in later episodes of The Clone Wars and into The Bad Batch, about how that fed genome is almost used up. And I'm very curious to see how, where they pick that up and where they go with that in Season 2 of The Bad Batch. But again, this episode, uh, for, for a show that was, you know, 11 years prior to The Bad Batch, a lot of the themes, a lot of the topics are in this episode. A lot of the language and the dialogue are, are things that we get, we still pick up on the Bad Batch series, so it's 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 fun to go back and, and see sort of like the genesis of these of this of the terminology, uh, and then how it's employed in in today's show into the Bad Batch. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and play this section from Shakti and Lamasu having a little chat chat. And what have the clones produced so far? As you know, there is no one way to make a clone. Sometimes our efforts are less than successful. Are you suggesting we just cast off the Domino Squad? They're living beings, not objects. You Jedi show too much compassion. Nevertheless, as general in charge of training, the decision on what to do with them would be yours, Master Jedi. So an interesting dichotomy of, of thoughts there, the sort of callousness of the of the cloners to just kind of decide that the, that's a failed clone. They're trash. They're expendable. You can wipe them off. You can do whatever you need to with them. And then obviously the the Jedi and and recognizing that these are these are living beings. They they are sentient. And you would think Shakti would pick up on the fact that they probably should have you know rights as individuals as opposed to. This, uh, this conscripted slave army that the Republic has used. No, one's, no Jedi has really seemed to kind of put those two pieces together, at least not yet at the end of the show. We do get to that down the road. There will be some exploration of that down the road. But, yeah, not, not at this moment. Um, but, yeah, that's a little bit of our, of our moral uh, debate for this, this particular episode of the show. Will Shakti decide that these clones have failed in our rejects and, and banish them uh, to maintenance, where they will just, you know, scrub decks and clean equipment or whatnot, or will they be given another chance? Uh, so this time around, we cut back to the squads, and we get to see Bravo Squad, sort of the exemplary force, in action, on the training ground, on the proving ground, and uh, they do bang-up work. <laughs> they do good, good stuff, 
and and uh, yeah, it again they're they're showing like they're showing the teamwork, they're showing the displays, like all the stuff we've seen from the top tier clone troopers, like like Captain Rex and whatnot. And we also get to meet some ARC troopers in this episode too. And, and next week we or in the next episode we spend a lot more time with the ARC troopers, and we get to talk about them, the advanced reconnaissance clones. I can't wait. I'm a big fan of the ARC troopers, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, Dominus gets to go next, and not only do they they continue to bicker and and argue and not follow orders, um, they leave a man behind. One of their squad mates falls, gets injured, and they you know in in an effort to win and to complete the course, they say leave him behind, and that is an automatic disqualification. Ooh, that's harsh, and I agree with it one hundred percent. It's at this point. That Shaq T will then meet up with two members of Domino Squad. I'm a little unclear which two members it is. It's it's definitely Fives, but I think it's Echo. I think it's our friend Echo who who meets with Shaq T, asking if they can be transferred out. And there's a bit of a uh, there's an interesting bit of, of Jedi philosophy in their conversation, and I want to go ahead and play that for you right now. So check that out. I am a Jedi, where the individual and the group are one and the same, much like you clones. Which is why. Fives and I are looking out for each other. As individuals, but not as a group. You are where you need to be. Solve your problems as a whole, not as individuals. I have decided to allow you and the rest of your squad to take the test again tomorrow. So after this, this is when we get to that, that weird scene between uh, Brick and the clone who will become known as Cut Up for Domino Squad. Again, I don't agree with this one. I, I think this plays a little rough. You look at it now, and it just seems like a very abusive situation. Uh, again, maybe in 2010, you could write that off as tough love. I don't think that plays anymore. So that, that that sort of sticks out in this episode as maybe a bit of a misstep as far as like the training of the clone troopers. But present me with an argument, and I will hear you out. I'll be happy to listen. Uh, that maybe I'm just being overly sensitive and, and far too 2021 about things. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. Next is we get 99 talking to the clone that he is dubbed Heavy. And I want to go ahead and play this part because I do really like this. I may interrupt it a little bit so it doesn't run too long consecutively. Uh, Disney gets mad at me when I do that. So I may interrupt it here and there. Let me see how that happens. Heavy. You going somewhere? Get out of here. You're going AWOL, aren't you? Just go back to sleep, 99. This doesn't concern you. But you can't do this to your squad. My squad? We're nothing but a bad batch. Failures. Boom. Bad batch. You heard it. Right there. <laughs> this might be the first uh, time that's, that's uttered in this way. Like, maybe Filoni's already planting the seeds for himself of what he wants to do with a Bad Batch series. It's a very, very interesting thought. I might have to go back and try to find some old Filoni interviews, and maybe he'll sort of point to this episode as a genesis point for that series. That would be interesting to potentially explore. But let's go ahead and finish the conversation between 99 and the clone who will become known as Heavy. Like you. Yeah, but how can I be a failure? When I, I never even got my chance. It's a chance you're throwing away. You're always trying to be the anchor, Heavy. You, you know, do it on your own. Well, maybe you should embrace the fact that you have a team. See, I, I never had that. But you need them. And they need you. I'll carry such a heavy burden on your own. When you have your brothers at your side, 
Heavy. Heavy? Would you stop calling me that. Or just numbers, 99. Just numbers. Not to me. To me, you've always had a name. Boom. And that is the anvil dropping onto Heavy's foot right there and waking him up to what's really going on. And it brings up the question of identity. And we, we've talked about that with, with the clones in, in prior episodes too. And how each of these clones uh, in, in an army of, of, of brothers, where it, exact brothers, where you look at as a soldier next to you and the soldier across from you, and they all have your face. And how do you individualize yourself? How do you become your own person in that sort of environment, in sort of that situation? And you, you have to form your own identity. You have to forge your own identity. And that's really what these proving grounds are, are, are about. Yes, you're forging your unit. You're forging your brothers into a... a a military unit that will function and follow orders and achieve objectives but through that you're building your identity too as a person as a part of that unit as a part of that that team and again that is that is why the clones break away from having just those numbers they give themselves names they start changing their hairstyles they give themselves tattoos it's individuality that is what makes the clone army so unique in so many senses because yes I genetically identical but very different people, very different uh, beings. And, and we go back to the very first episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Master Yoda says the exact same thing to the clones that he's with on that planet where Asajj Ventures is trying to kill them all. And he, he says it. Uh, the, I forget the exact line, but you know, in the, in the Force, they are dif different, distinct individuals. It's not one, con one congealed blob of, of light or of, of, of life form. Unique individuality in every single clone one of my favorite themes uh, in in this entire in, in this entire episode uh, it's just one of my favorite themes throughout the series to be perfectly honest with you so i love that love it love it love it love it well uh, excuse me domino squad gets to run the course one more time they're doing well heavy sets himself up as the leader um and he seems to be taking charge they seem to be stepping in line because, again, uh, Fives and Echo had to have a conversation with Shaq-T. So they're all trying to get on the same page with each other, and they're, they're doing a darn fine job of it in this situation. They get to the end point, but they need their ascension cables. We find out that Brick has removed their ascension cables. And again, this is sort of something that Brick gets credit for, as a, for, for sort of motivating them and getting them out of their sort of, uh, I don't know, fugue, fugue state, if you will, uh, to, to think on their feet, to become you know, quick-witted, overcome, adapt to the situations. And, and again, that's great. Improvisation in, in, in these situations is, is a very, very old battle time scenario. you got to be able to quick on your feet to come up with new plans. Not everything goes according to plan, so you got to think quickly, quickly. And that's what they do here. They, uh, they, they start climbing the gun rails instead, and they do that. They get to the top, they achieve success, and they're going to graduate. Shaq T is impressed. Brick gets all the credit for some reason. I don't agree with that at all. But, hey, it's okay. And uh, everyone's happy and everyone's good. And now they fulfill their destiny at becoming members of the Grand Army of the Republic. And uh, get shipped off to uh, Rishi. To be on the Rishi base that we will catch up with them on in the Rookies episode back in Season 1. I should also mention the really nice moment between Heavy and 99 at the end of the episode. Uh, when, when Heavy gives... 99, his, his commendation or a medal for graduation, whatever the heck that is exactly. Uh, a nice moment between them. 
reminding 99 that just because he's doing maintenance and he's not in a squad, he is still a brother with all of them. They are still brothers together. And uh, again, a really nice moment. Hits that emotional core. Give me more of that. Love it. So yeah, this is how Domino Squad kind of comes to be. We spend more time with a very young, fresh, out of his out of his uh, birthing chamber, birthing tube, Echo. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a I really dig this episode. I think it's I think this is eight. I love this. This is fun. Maybe the stuff with with ninety nine is a bit heavy handed. Maybe it's a little bit you know too on the nose. But I like it. I really enjoyed it. I I'm kind of a sap for that sort of stuff. It, it it hits hard. I like it. it. It works really well for me. The brick stuff is is sort of like the one when when uh, um, ding in this episode for sure. Like I don't really care for brick's tactics. They don't play well for me. Um, and and uh, that, that I suppose in in one sense that could knock this episode down a little bit more. Uh, maybe this would knock it down like a like a seven and a half. Honestly, I'm gonna hold to that eight though because I get like an emotional reaction out of this one. Plus, I really just enjoy seeing Shakti. She is a fantastic Jedi who uh, um, we'll talk more about as the season pr- progresses because we, we do start to spend more time with her. So we'll talk more about her her fighting style and, and the, you know her, her, Jedi, uh, her lightsaber mastery, all these really neat things about that character. We'll get to those down the road. But yeah, I think, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold fast to my 8 rating on this episode. What do you all think of it? You enjoy this one as much as I did? And maybe I'm just excited to be watching uh, Season 3 of The Clone Wars. Like we're finally getting back into, into the groove heading into the holidays we're going to try and get through as much of season two as possible before uh the bad excuse me before the book of boba fett drops into our laps and i think we're all waiting for that it's going to be glorious <laughs> you know gotta put the the emphasis all over the place on these on these words so that's the episode for this week that is season three episode one Clone Cadets. Once again, that original air date, September 17th, 2010. My goodness. But yeah, now we're into it. We're into season three. It has begun. Get ready. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen, download, share this show with your friends, family, loved ones, the other Mandalorians in your covert, uh, people who owe you life debts and who you are in life debts to. I thank you so, so much. Remember, we are on your favorite social medias, which uh, they better be Twitter or Instagram because that's kind of all we're on. It's uh, <laughs> it's Mando, at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. Long-form emails can go to MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share the show. We already talked about that. We did that part already. Thank you for being here. Thank you for continue, your continued support. And again, I will not be here without all of you, every single one of you taking the time to download and listen and just be awesome Star Wars fans. And then thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's get out of here. We'll be back very soon with the second episode. Again, we're going to keep rolling and uh, get ready for Bantha Tracks episodes too because like I said, that Boba Fett trailer, it's got to be around the corner. And I suspect we're going to get a big dump of Star Wars news, a big info dump, if you will. Not, the, not I'm not trying to be gross. An info dump of Star Wars news should be coming in the next week or so. And we'll be here to break all that down as well. So we're really, really excited. As always, it is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. And so I look forward to talking and spending time with all of you in the very near future. Let's get out of here. You know what that means. This podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. way.